the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Okay, so here it is, 3.35 in the afternoon on a Wednesday. I got Congressman French Hill, and I don't know what question to ask him. (laughs) Gosh, what's on your mind today, Dave? There's just nothing to talk about. There's no news. Uh, there's no public policy concerns. There's no political upheaval in our world. Not at all. No. Not at all. So did you see the uh, – I'm not a New York Times reader. Robert Steinbach, who pe- appears on my show quite often, is, and he sent me the article today about Shift. Concern you that he uh, had a lot to do with the whistleblower way before anybody knew there's a whistleblower out there? Uh, yeah. I think people <sighs> – Adam Schiff is uh, not somebody that has a lot of credibility inside the House of Representatives. Is in a very important position, but he's overplayed his hand. He's cried wolf. He's alleged things that aren't true over and over again and mm-hmm. has really reduced his credibility inside the chamber. Today, uh, I heard and noted, saw a note from Kevin McCarthy that he's pro- going to propose to censure uh adam schiff for his behavior this oh good he needs uh, it exactly this is shows you how dysfunctional this has become where i thought speaker pelosi earlier in the year had tried to tamp down people just freelancing in this way and now it's it seems like it's overwhelmed the process did you hear pelosi over the weekend let me just quote something to you because it just blows my mind of what she had to say. Bring it up here. I just got to find the information real quick. She was speaking. We, I've got the sound. I don't have the time to play it. I don't want to take up the time that I have with you to play, to play it. But she made this statement. She said that uh, they were going to be nice. Uh, we have to be fair to the president, and that is why it is an inquiry and not an impeachment. You know, when I hear that, that tells me you don't have the goods. That's why it's not an impeachment, because you don't have the goods. She, in my opinion, was backed into a corner by the more radical elements in her conference. She had a press conference before the documents had even been released or uh, considered. And three times this House over the last uh, now almost three years have voted, do you want to have an impeachment resolution? And three times it's lost. So last week, twice on the floor of the House, we tried to bring up a uh, essentially ordering an impeachment inquiry, which is apparently what the House rules have traditionally called for through history. Mm-hmm. And she refused to do it. She made a motion to table each time. And, of course, the Democrats control the House, so they won the motion to table that motion. If she's so convinced that it isn't just an inquiry and she wants her committees to work judiciously and speedily, then she ought to have consensus around all the members of the House, Democrat and Republican, and that's the mission of the House. Well, she had the president. She won't do it. She had the president guilty before she ever seen any of the memos or the transcripts. Right. 
But now we know on the whistleblower front that Schiff's been manipulating that since yeah. August. So what's that's your, where we What's are. your thought about the change in from first person to, well, yeah, we'll second and third as well on this? They changed that just like a week before this comes up. Right, in order to manipulate the yeah. process. Well, I'm, I've been disgusted about the whole thing, and as you know, I've been a uh, supporter of the oversight of the House over the president, this president and President Obama. I don't mind that. It's the job of the House. It's an equal branch You're of government. You're supposed to be That's watching That's what we're them. supposed to be doing. But this is, to me, is spun out of control, what's happened now. Mrs. Pelosi's lost control of the House. I think insanity reigns in the Democratic Party now. And Green is, and those guys are crazy. Uh, I've, it's been brewing, but it's been under. Now it's completely out in the open. I understand the president's frustration, and uh, I just don't even know what to say. Yeah. So, how much can get done while this is going on? Anything? Well, it certainly makes it more challenging, but um, we can make progress i think and i'm encouraged that we are keeping up the pressure to have the speaker bring up the usmca the mexico canada america trade arrangement can i just stop you and just answer yep what would keep them from doing this is it just because they don't want to give trump a win i i view it purely politically she says that she's been working all summer with committees of her members to raise any concerns and have those concerns explained by Ambassador Lighthouser, who is President Trump's U.S. trade representative. He's been on the Hill countless times. He came and reported to our USMCA whip team two weeks ago that many of those concerns have now been met or dealt with mm-hmm. through explanation. Uh, and, you know, many times I'm I'm reminded of Phil Graham's famous uh, – one-liner, which was, I can explain this to you, but I can't understand it for you. Now he's good, man. <laughs> he, so, was, he was good. He was Phil Graham was good. Uh, I always appreciated that. But this is one of those things where I believe that she's close to being able to bring it for a vote, and anything that's delayed it is all about politics and not policy. I think they've had over nine months to know where the is each of the important changes from NAFTA are and what the benefits are to the American people. I mean, people. this is going to cost our country millions upon millions of dollars that, they, that they're that they not unleashing to this uh, this treaty. I think I, uh, I spoke to somebody about it the other day. It was like 600-something million dollars that, that's sitting there. Right. And, and Canada and Mexico ready to go. I was in Wisconsin yesterday, and, and Secretary Purdue was in Madison uh, talking to uh, the benefits of it to the dairy industry. This is the first crack in the Canadian uh, dairy protectionism we've ever had in this agreement, and it'll be very beneficial to our dairymen in the Northeast and the Midwest. Yeah, a crack is, is better, better than zero. a it's about solid, 4% solid of the market. wall. Yeah, it's about yeah. 4% of the market. We'll be yeah, able to, be quite a, that's a lot of money. to sell uh milk in canada for example all right listener sent me a text that says dave please ask congressman hill if there are any republicans in congress who will step up and support this president yeah so first of all i think across the board people in the house and senate are backing the president on his uh economic plans for the country and are pushing back where we think that uh the House is overreached in this regard. And let me remind listeners, uh, how about the hypocrisy of this? Not 
impeachment, meaning what they said about President Clinton versus what they say now about President Trump. Forget yep. that hypocrisy. Yeah, right. How about simply uh, the hypocrisy that we're not making progress on the investigation for the 2016 elections, which has been th- for three years the number one talking point of the Democrats. Mm-hmm. President Trump's actually trying to investigate the 2016 election is now being condemned for it that's right and attempted to be embarrassed for it this is what attorney general barr is doing this is what the special uh u.s attorney in pennsylvania is investigating and i think doing a very good job and i look forward to seeing his results and we'll know uh a lot more than we know now about what happened in 2016 vis-a-vis the clinton campaign vis-a-vis what was happening in the fisa court at the department of justice and we'll know more about what Maybe outside players were doing, whether they were in Russia or in the Ukraine. Now, I got to tell you, I, Congressman, I sit here every day, and you know, I, I've got to sit here and talk for four hours, and it amazes me some of the stuff what the Democrats are doing, it, and that the they're saying that the American people are starting to believe it. I can't understand why they would. It's flat out; it's just a bunch of lies. It is uh, amazing the power of social media and our mainstream media and how quickly unsubstantiated facts, uh, rumors, when they're promulgated by prominent people, get turned into real live situations. And I remind people, don't take President Trump's word for it. Don't take the Democrats' word for it. Look at the track record over the last three years where we've spent $25 million. We've had 500 witnesses. We've had Lots of FBI agents investigate all this information, and it's for naught. There was no collusion with Russia by the Trump campaign. There was no obstruction of justice by the the uh, Trump White House. And this is just chapter three of the same story. Do you think that they're doing this just to try to muddy up the president enough that they have a shot at beating them? Do you think that they honestly think that they can't beat this president in the election next year, and that's why they're doing this? Well, it's not the most impressive set of candidates I've ever seen. And <laughs> um, I think they, Understatement. Uh, it's, it is really a real mixed bag. I refer listeners to last Saturday night's uh, opening episode of Saturday Night Live when they covered the Democrat debate and invite your consideration of that as a good example. So I don't think – I think they're in trouble trying to win. They're in trouble. They're not going to take the Senate back. They have a great – we have a great shot at taking the House back for the Republicans next year. And so they're fighting tooth and toenail, the permanent bureaucracy, the Democrats in the power structure of the House are all fighting against uh, this president because they don't like him. They don't like his style. They don't like his personality. Uh, they don't like his uh, political positions, and it is a payback. Uh, I think it's absolutely a payback for the Clinton impeachment. I really do. All right. With that said, uh, when we come back, let me ask you, if we take the House back, who would the new speaker be? Can we talk about that? Sure. Let's do that when we return. Congressman French Hill with us on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, let's continue on. Congressman French Hill is with us to the top of the hour, so we had a few more questions for him. Uh, I left this talking about, I believe, that if this impeachment thing goes the full distance and it will die uh, when the Senate 
says there's nothing here to impeach the president on. Uh, I think the same thing that happened after Clinton will happen after this. I, you know, uh, the Republican Party thought we'd pick up 20 or 30 sets, uh, seats after the Clinton impeachment, and we ended up lo- not lo- gaining think, them, and the they picked, picked up, up five. Six, five or six. Yeah. yeah, they picked up five, and uh, we lost the gavel at that point. And I think that's exactly what will happen this time around. Well, I think this is an overreach to cripple this president. And I remind people, you know, uh, impeachment is a serious constitutional function for high crimes and misdemeanors and noted criminal high crimes uh, and misdemeanors. noted criminal behavior. Yeah. Uh, that's why it's only been uh, attempted three times. Uh, I'm counting the Nixon, obviously, and that's this is not an idle thing you go into. That's why I commend. Uh, Speaker Pelosi, for holding back and recognizing it's not good for the country. It's mm-hmm. divisive for the country. It takes a special situation. And, and it's not about disagreeing with either the style of your political opponent or their policies. Look at the Democrats in 1937. They despised FDR's attempt to pack the court. Yep. Didn't try to impeach him on it. They didn't. Uh they Lyndon Johnson was under severe pressure by Democrats over the Vietnam War. Didn't try to impeach him for it. He chose not to run for re-election, I'm sure, due to part of that calculus and the pressure of it. But this is not how we handle disagreements over style or substance. Teddy Roosevelt invaded Colombia and created the Panama Canal zone in Panama that we know today. He argued, uh, I wasn't going to wait for Congress. I did it so they wouldn't debate the canal and they'd debate me. But he was not threatened with impeachment, although many people said what he did was absolutely beyond the power of the executive, unconstitutional, unbelievable, and was on the newspapers every day. So that's what's wrong here is take your debate to the American people in the election next year. Take your debate on why you want to raise taxes, why you want the government to take over health care, why you want open borders why you don't want to have law enforcement in sanctuary cities or law enforcement about drug enforcement. Take that debate. And let's see They're who on the comes wrong out. side of the debate. Let's you see, know that, Congress. Let's see that's how, a let's problem. See. But, but no, we're not going to do that. We're going to allege uh, that conversation uh, with the president of, of Ukraine is an impeachable event. Yep. That's exactly what they're going to do. They're going to try, at least. And they might succeed. I... I had the funny feeling when it comes to push comes to shove, there won't be a, a vote on impeachment. I think that they'll just drop it. We'll see. I have never seen such a fever in the five years I've served in the House. Okay. Well, you're 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 doing it every day. So my question for you is: we got as we're closing in on the final moments. If Pelosi loses the uh, the hammer, so to speak, all right, she loses the. Loses the power of the speakership. Where does it go over into the Republican Party in the House? Who who are the big power players right now? Well, I think the power players in the House uh, has been a moving target because of the extraordinary turnover in Republican ranks in the House. And that's going to be – there were 40 changes in the last Congress. Uh, they're up to 20 today, I think, of Republicans. Either Why being, is that? 
Uh, some of it is natural. You know, we always talk about term limits, and I believe the pace of political life and the two-year election cycle in the House imposes a, a very natural term limit. It's somewhere around five terms or ten years. Members have either had a shot at leadership, a shot at committee work, and they're ready to do something else uh, in their lives, mm-hmm. old or young, actually. Um so a lot of the people you see retiring in Republican ranks are from safe Republican districts, and they have served a long time. Or they have some family situation. Sean Duffy's uh, got uh, a child. Uh, uh, his wife's pregnant right now. They're very concerned about the baby's health. But yesterday, Mac Thornberry, wonderful leader for 20, I know Mac well. Fantastic man. For 24 years, has been on the forefront of defending this country. Yeah. And uh, Mac and his bride of They've served long enough, is their view. I can kind of agree with so, that. So, point is, we have a lot of movement in the Republican policy, but clearly Kevin McCarthy in California, Steve Scalise in Louisiana, Liz Cheney uh, from Wyoming, a new member of the House, but someone right. with no uh, minor league political pedigree are leaders. But then you also have Mark Meadows and Jim Jordan, uh, all of whom have delivered for the Republican majority in the minority in their specific roles at oversight and judiciary. Very different than their early days as an opposition party to the right. Obama administration. They're demonstrating that more, bring people together in a conference-wide leadership way. So it'll be interesting to see. It's going to be, that's going to, you know, Scalise, I think, would be a, a good leader. But, you know, I don't work with him like you do. They all are different people. If you say who brings the team together, who has a plan, who has a strategic plan, who moves uh, the uh, pieces on a chessboard well, I'd say Cheney and McCarthy are, are wired that way. Um, Scalise would be close in that regard um, because you do have to plan and know the calendar, know your opponents. And if we are at President Trump in a second term, how to work with that administration to move that legislative ball forward, it's – it, it's an art. So are you like Spock? Can you play 3D chess? That's the question. That's the key. <laughs> That's the question. So always a pleasure to have Great you come to be by. With Thanks you for coming Thanks. in studio. We appreciate it. What do you got planned for the rest of the time you're in home? Well, I was, uh, I'm going to have all my school superintendents together, which is something I really treasure to talk about school safety, curriculum. How okay. are we doing on uh uh, getting our kids ready to pursue happiness when they graduate from high school. That's a real passion of mine. Uh, I was out at Pulaski County Jail today uh, meeting with all of our law enforcement sheriffs and talking about what more can we do to support their efforts to keep us safe. So I'm spending time around the district uh, listening to uh, constituents. Good. Listening is a good thing. You bet. We appreciate you. My pleasure. Good Have to a see great you. one. We'll Thanks. talk to you later. Congressman French Hill here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.